Welcome to the Bedford First Assembly of God podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. We'd love to hear what God is doing through this ministry. If you have a story to share, send us an email at connect at bedfordfirstag.org. Also, feel free to visit our website at bedfordfirstag.org. You can view the live stream of our services and find out more about our church. Thanks you for see overhead, which you cannot read, I'm sure. Uh, get your trifocals out, all this kind of stuff. This is a prayer ministry statement that I have used for uh, many years. I don't think I was using it whenever I was here with you as the pastor. But uh, let me just read it to you since, since it's sort of small. It says, to be the watchman that God has called us to be. To pray the promises of God for our pastors, our church, our board, and the leaders of this church and the body of Christ. To become a people who pray in unity with one mind and one accord. To become a strong army that will bombard the gates of hell and take back what Satan has stolen from God's people. To see faithful intercessors who will be uh, persistent in prayer and who will stand in the gap for God's people, God's plans, and God's purposes. To see a generation of humble, priestly people rise up with a passion and anointing to lay hold of God as he has laid hold of them. Amen? This is our job. I know that we're going to have special emphasis over the next uh, few uh, days, uh, but that's not where this should stop. Uh, we have a new pastor coming, and amen. Uh, he's going to, him and uh, Amy are going to be here uh, sometime in April. Again, she's going through uh, surgery uh, soon, and it's, she's going to be laid up four to six weeks. And so, again, uh, we want them to hit the ground running when they get here. We want them to be covered with prayer. We want them to have vision, guidance, and direction from the Holy Spirit. And that comes from you and I partnering with them in prayer, intercession, and asking God to reveal to them what needs to happen. Amen? So again, we have a full year ahead. Amen? Uh, I'll be with you for a few months, and then they're going to show up and just blow this place apart with great things. And so we need to start anticipating. Every time you come to church, uh, you need to come expecting God to do something. Now, I know how it is. I've been in church all my life, and I know how it is to get into the rut of, well, I'm going to church today, going to go through a few motions, going to worship God a little bit or whatever, and then we're going to hear some word and we're going to go home. You need to start anticipating God doing above and beyond all of that. Uh, how many would love to hear, hear about some souls being saved? How many would love to see the baptismal filled up even before your pastor gets here and we had to do some water baptisms? Yeah. How about some baptisms in the Holy Spirit? Anybody for that? We are a Pentecostal church, aren't we? Yes, we are. We had, a, we, we had a prophecy this morning, a word from the Lord this morning. Because why? Because we're a Pentecostal church. And so again, I, I want people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want people to be saved. 
And uh, I've said for a long, long, long time that some AG churches, Assembly God churches that we are, really needs to take the name off the door. Uh, there hasn't been people baptized in the Holy Spirit in years. Hasn't been people uh, uh, moved. They haven't had a gift of, 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 of anything happening in their church for years. And so again, it's, uh, it's like, are we Pentecostal or not? This year, we need to delve into the Spirit of God. All we did this morning, all that we did this morning was worship God. And they do a marvelous job at lead us in, in worship, don't they? Give them a hand this morning. And as they lead us into the Lord, uh, my, and again, as I said, I'm not trying to extend the worship time. But I, I, just, I just felt in my spirit, let's wait for just a minute. Let's wait on the Holy Spirit for a minute. Because sometimes we go boom, 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 and we're through the service and we're home. God needs a little time uh, to speak and to do. Uh, and so again, a word came to us that will bless us as we heed to it, draw closer to the Lord. And so again, it's a marvelous day to be in the house of the Lord first day of 2023 how in the world did we get so old 2023 wow when I was a kid I thought we would be flying on saucers and you know uh, uh, no gasoline cars and no this uh, we're, we're still around still doing our thing aren't we but God is an incredible God He's filled today with love and compassion towards every one of you here and the world that is lost out there that needs him. <clears throat> today I'm going to talk about prayer, the week of prayer that we're going to do. The first part of the sermon is going to be just basically <clears throat> talking about some scriptures and what, uh, what the Holy Spirit has said to us. Secondly, I'm going to be talking about uh, uh, what I would consider some important prayer that every one of us need to be involved in. And so first of all, I'm just going to go down. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the first part, but I want to give you some thoughts about a prayer life. First of all, <clears throat> prayer is commanded. I said uh, Wednesday night that all you have to do to kill a a, 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 a large gathering of people is to have a prayer meeting. Uh, you say, oh, I don't believe that. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, you know, you're running, uh, you know, 50 or 100 people on a Wednesday night and, you know, and oh, we're, gonna, we're going to town now. Hey, this next Wednesday night we're having prayer. And 30 people show up. Uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing how people do not want to pray. It's, it's almost a, a waste of their time. It's, a, it, it, it's not important to them. But God says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And this next week, I don't expect people here every single night. I mean, individually, every single night. But I expect people here every night. But I expect you to come saying, Lord, I am going to seek your face. And as you come and as you seek, uh, and it, what the word says in that same uh, scripture, call upon him while he is near. The Lord is near today. 
Do you feel him? Do you sense him? Seriously, let me, let me pause for a minute. Do you sense the Holy Spirit in this place? Some may say, well, no, I, no, I don't feel much. The God of the universe is here by his spirit moving up and down every aisleway, touching every person here that will let him, every person that draws nigh to the Lord, he will reach out and he will minister to you and touch you. We, we come to the new year with a lot of challenges. We come to the, to the new year with a lot of hopes and a, and a lot of dreams that we have, but we have to seek the one that can give that to us, and it is the Lord. Secondly, God hears uh, Psalms 10, 11, I mean 17, uh, you have, uh, have heard the desire of the humble. Uh, you will strengthen their heart. Uh, uh, you will incline your ear. Uh, I, I want to tell you, there's times in my life that I thought God never heard a prayer I prayed. Anybody with me? Oh, you go through life and you pray. Uh, and sometimes I think, God, you, you never answer a single prayer that I pray. Come on. I'm not the only one here. Where are you, God? But I know for a fact that today God heard our praise. God heard our worship. God hears our prayer. At the end of this service, I'm going to encourage people to come to the altar for a time of prayer before you go home because this is the week of prayer. And I hope you come, and I hope you seek his face and knowing that he is going to hear you. It says he hears the person that is humble, the person that has something to say to God and says, God, I'm just here and I need you today. He hears your prayers. Thirdly, he answers. When you call upon the Lord, the Lord will answer. And he will cry out back unto you, here I am, Psalms 58, 9. Isn't that marvelous to know that today we say, Lord, where are you? And he says, here I am. See, those of you here today that are going, well, I, I don't know, I just don't feel the Lord. I, I, I'm just going through a service. And I'm going to go home here a little bit. Nothing's going to change my life. You need to understand, again, that God is here. Where two or three agree, at, uh, at two or three uh, are assembled together in his name, there he is in the midst of them. You and I are blessed of God that he hears our prayers and he will answer our prayers. Now again, many, many, many of us can testify to the fact that we don't think he hears certain prayers. Amen. We might as well be honest about it. Uh, we go through life praying and praying and praying and, and, and no answers seemingly, but God says that's not true. Every prayer I pray, God hears. Now, he might answer it today, tomorrow, next year. I, see, I, I wish the Lord would change some of his ways. Sometimes the children of Israel prayed to come out of Egypt. 400 years later, they came out. Lord, why not like two days? 
You know, I mean, why do we wait around for 400 years uh, uh, for you to come and deliver us from Egypt? Uh, but I know that God has heard the prayers. Matter of fact, when he went and got Moses, uh, hey, Moses, you know what? I, I've heard the groanings and moanings of my people in, in Egypt. I'm going to send you to deliver them. And I'm sure that all of them said, I've been moaning and groaning for all my life. But Moses shows up because of the prayers of the people. Prayer should be offered up in faith. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. James 1.6 For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Mark 11.24 What things soever you desire when you pray, believe and receive them. You say, oh, I don't know. I tell you, God is an incredible God that hears and does something. Now, I realize we don't always get our prayers answered the way we want, and sometimes that wears on our faith. There's a saying that goes around. I, we have one in, my, in our house, a little plaque, and it says, always have faith. Always have faith. Now, that's a simple saying. But it, it always have faith when everything good is happening. Always have faith when negative things are happening. Always have faith when you're on the top of the world or the world is on top of you. When you can't see the end of the road or you can see all the way to the end of the road, it says that every single one of us have faith at all times. It is not for us to waver all the time in our faith. Let's ask, let's believe. All this week we're going to be praying for God to send miracles to our church. I want Pastor to come and Amy to come and to be so blessed and so ready when they get here that God is just going to pour out His Spirit in such a way He's going to grow His church. I still believe that churches can grow. I still believe that this place can be filled. You say, well, it's been a long time. I don't care. I don't care how long it's been. God can fill this church. There are hungry people in the world that needs to know about Jesus Christ. There are people in the world, and, and sometimes even Christians in the world, that needs to be drawn back to the church. The church is important. That's where we come and we have fellowship with one another. We enjoy each other's presence. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. The church is important. And, I, and we, we're living in a society now that church is not quite that important. Uh, I can watch TV. I can stay home. I can do other things. I don't need to get up and go to church. Oh, yes, you do. God desires for us to be here so that we can give our time, talent, effort, energy, money, whatever, to the church and help it out. We need each other. And so we offer up our prayers this week and this morning in faith. It says that we need to offer up prayers in a forgiving spirit. Now, if we don't forgive, we cannot be forgiven. Uh, Matthew says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if you've ever done this before. Uh, I, I have, and I have to admit to it. Uh, somebody comes to you and says, oh, Pastor or John or whatever, you know, I, I, done, I done you terrible. I done this, done that. Could you please forgive me? And the only thing that runs through my mind, seriously, if I don't forgive this guy or gal, I can't be forgiven. What a bummer. <laughs> so, so, okay. But I'm not doing it with the right attitude at that moment. Uh, I, I, I'm only forgiven so I can be forgiven. I, and, and the Lord says when we come to him... We must flush out all of this garbage in our lives, the unforgiveness, uh, the pain, uh, the things that people have done wrong. Then we need to come to the Lord with forgiveness in our hearts so he can forgive us and help us and bless us. I had a person, whenever we were just growing up, we were just teenagers in the church, and, and they came to me and they said, oh, John, you know that, uh, yeah, it was a fellow uh, youth person, and they said, you know, I, you know, I just really hate this person in the church. They've done me wrong. And, and what do you think we should do about it? How, how do you think I should handle it? And I said, when you go to prayer at the, around the altar, because we always went to prayer at the, around the altars growing up, I said, when you kneel at your place of, of, of prayer, pray for them that God blesses them and helps them. And after a few weeks of that, they loved that person instead of hated them. They forgave them instead of holding the grudge because they were willing to come to the Lord, forget about all the stuff in life, uh, because there's a lot of stuff in life. Come on. we got to be honest. Even in church, there are people poking and prodding and being and ding and getting this, and, and we go, Lord, I thought this was a safe place. Now, if you've been around me at all, you know that I say that... Uh, the uh, bar on Saturday night sometimes is safer than here, you know, because uh, I don't know why it is about Christians jabbing Christians. But I'm going to come next week whenever I come, and I'm going to have a forgiving spirit so that whenever I pray, the Lord is going to sweep down, touch me, minister to me, meet every need that I have. Next is this. We must be in prayer with a submissive spirit to God Luke 23 22 42 the father says if you be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done it goes on to say in 1 John 3 22 whatsoever you ask you can receive him because we keep his commandments and do the things he wants us to do that's pleasing in his sight Whenever you come this next week or this morning, prayer, let me just make this statement, I believe it to be true. Prayer really cannot make a difference in your life unless you're willing to do what the answer to your prayer is. Okay? I mean, you might get blessed. Uh, you might, you know, something might good happen to you. You might cry and, and have little doodads run up and down your back. How many loves doodads running up and down your back? Oh, yeah, we love that. Uh, but the deal is a lasting change does not take place in anybody's life unless you get up from prayer and say to the Lord, Yes, Lord, I will do what you've asked me to do. Because the Lord is always asking things. 
I mean, it may be, could you pray a little bit more this week? Uh, uh, how about the word? Can you put a little bit more word in your heart that you may not sin against me? Uh, can you go to somebody uh, and say, look, I'm sorry. Things didn't work out the way, we, you know, I, 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 I've done wrong. Or you've done me, whatever. And here we're forgiving each other. When you get up from prayer, God, I have found, will almost always give you something to do to fulfill the prayer around the altar. That's why I think people come to an altar and they don't want to pray too long. Because what happens is whenever you pray and then you just like this morning we were worshiping and praising and letting you know and so we finally just sort of stopped and said okay let's just wait for a little bit to, let's just take a time and we had a word from the Lord because we took time to allow God to speak and so when you pray it's very interesting that we come oh God bless me my eyes and hers and blah 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 thank you Lord I'll see you later and we get up and then we leave why because you're afraid God's going to slide in something from himself. But I want to tell you, I love hearing from the Lord. How many loves hearing from the Lord? Oh, wow. I remember when me and Jackie first was thinking about going into the ministry. We had a house in Kokomo that we owned. And uh, the Lord was calling us into ministry. And, uh, but I, it hadn't sold yet. And so I went into the pastor I had in Kokomo, and I said, Pastor, uh, the, uh, the Lord's directed us into the ministry, and, and, and we still own the house that, that we're, you know, we have. And he said to me something very profound, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I said, you dog, what, what are you, why are you acting that way? Uh, you know, what does that have to do with what God has told you to do? And so we had to work out very quickly and understand we had to do what God told us to do, and God would work out the stuff that we were leaving behind. You and I must be able to get up and have, be submissive to God in what He wants. We must pray in holiness. We must pray in boldness. We must pray without ceasing. I'm just jumping over a few of them. We must pray in humbleness. When my people sh uh, shall call upon them, shall humble themselves and pray. Uh, we must be seeking the Lord wholeheartedly. Oh, this is what God wants us to do this week. And I would anticipate, I would anticipate that the Lord is going to hear every one of our prayers. Going to hear every single one of our prayers. And he's going to do something about it. And this year, this year, we're going to look back on this beginning and we're going to say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Anybody for that? Let me take you just for a minute, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. We're going to go to Psalms 139, and we're going to go to verse 23. For some odd reason, I put my contact in this morning, and I don't even know if it's there. Anybody ever do that? It might be laying out on the floor somewhere, and I'm going, oh, I think I can see. So if I make a mistake, don't yell at me. 22. 
through 24. I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. And then instantly he turns and he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. If you in your time of study will go back to the very first of 139, you will find out that David writing this says, Lord, you've searched me, you know me. When I come in, when I go out, when I sleep, when I get up, uh, when I'm eating, whenever I'm doing anything, you already know me. And so he goes on through it, and he talks about uh, the Spirit of the Lord. He talks about uh, uh, how people have hated God, now he hates them. And this is the part where you use for uh, uh, abortion week and all that kind of stuff where you're talking about being formed in the innermost parts of, of the earth. And, and the Lord is saying, I knew you even then. And then after all of this telling God, God, you know me, you know me, you know me where I'm at, you know what I'm doing, you know where I'm going, you know, where I, you know everything about me. He turns and he says to the Lord, Lord, search me. Now, I want to tell you, if I am David, and I have already confessed, Lord, you know everything about me. You know when I come and I go and I this and I that and all this kind of stuff. I don't know that I would be praying this prayer. I would take it for granted that he knows me. But David gets to the end of this uh, 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 chapter, and he says, Lord, search my heart. Now, this week, we're going to do everything I've said up to this point also, but I hate to tell you this. I think most of you know this. Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful above everything. Wow. It's desperately wicked. Thank you, Lord. Who really knows it? David's come to the Lord, I mean, Lord, and he's saying, Lord, you know me, you know, you formed me in the womb. He's, he's, he's confessing all of these things, but he comes to the end of his prayer, the end of that chapter. He says, now, Lord, what I really want you to do is search my heart. It is going to be very important this next week that when we come to an altar, or even this morning, that we don't say, Lord, search my neighbor's uh, heart. Uh, search those board members. You know, they're sort of, you know, they need some help. <laughs> they're great guys, great gals. Lord, search my heart. You could think that you're the most spiritual person on the face of the earth, but deep down inside of your own heart, which is desperately wicked, you can say to the Lord, Lord, I want you to start with me. Because prayer changes everybody but it also changes you whenever it, it, you allow it to. And I, I want to be changed first. Uh, I, I want to see what's in my heart. Uh, and David in one of his writings says, Lord, uh, put up the mirror in front of me that I can see myself. Uh, and whenever we compare ourselves to ourselves, we look pretty good. But Jesus steps up beside us, uh, and we compare ourselves to Jesus. Uh, we're not, we, we don't come off pretty good. We, we, we lack a lot of stuff. And, and I come to the Lord myself, and I say, Lord, I, wow, just search me, Lord. Tell me about myself. Oh, I hate that. 
It's one of the grand ways of finally, finally, finally in your life growing. Seriously, you could be in church all your life. You could pray for healings. You can pray for miracles. You can pray for your brothers and sisters, your church, everything else under the sun. You can pray for the government. But until you get down and say, Lord, search my heart, you haven't really, really got to the place where God can do something with you. Because he reveals, <laughs> like I said, I hate this, things start popping up. And what we try to do is we try to analyze them. We try to make excuses for what God is revealing to us. Why don't we just accept it? It says, yes, Lord. The Lord's not telling your neighbors about it. The Lord is not telling your spouse about it. The Lord's not telling your pastor or your friends about it. He's telling you about your own heart. And he expects then you to say, okay, Lord, You've revealed my heart to me. Man, that's a mess in there. I have to confess sometimes my heart is a mess. Because the heart in, involves, as far as I'm concerned, your emotions, uh, your, your, your thought process, a lot of things. How many, how many's heart is sort of a mess from time to time? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for being with me on that. Lord, search me. Secondly, uncover my sins see if there's any offensive way in me I think the Lord's getting all meddlesome he, he's meddling in our business he's going to reveal offensive ways in us Lord the only people that are offended is other people the only people that, that are offensive in this church is someone else I'm never offensive oh yeah right how many, how many thinks you've never offended anybody? I've, I've had people, and let me meddle just a minute. I've had people go through a, a deal in their life. And, well, you know, so-and-so uh, didn't visit me, and I don't care, and so-and-so didn't give me anything. And, and they would come to me whenever, and when I'm pastoring, and I would ask them a very simple question. Have you ever visited them? Well, No. Can they be mad at you? Well, no, but they should have. Well, you should have. We come to a place where we, we think everyone else is the offense, but we really, really are. Lord, check me out. See if there's offensive ways in me. I, 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 would, I, I would try to tell you that, that whatever you're defensive about, you're probably guilty of, maybe. If somebody, if you're always defensive, don't tell me those things about me, you probably need to work on them. Amen? And then lastly, we've already covered this, is lead me. And lead me into the way everlasting. Again, you get up this week from prayer. You get up from prayer this morning, and you say, Lord, lead me. Lead me now into everlasting life and just everlasting living. This year, I believe with all my heart, is going to be a great year for Bedford First. The Lord has spoken. We believe it. It's going to be a great year. And I, I'm, just, I'm just going to be awed to look back 
after the pastors get here and we're down the road a little ways and you look back over your shoulder and this place is half to three-fourths to full, whatever, and we go, wow. Because, and I'm nothing, so I, I want to make sure that you know that I, I'm nothing. But I know that when I was here and we were, have, had this place full, uh, I had buddies of mine, pastors, friends of mine, come to me and say, John, how in the world did you do that? I said, I don't know. We had church. <laughs> Lord showed up. People got saved. That's it. That's all there was. The same thing can happen now. God can show up, which he did this morning. God can save souls. We can't save anybody unless the Holy Spirit draws them. They cannot be saved. We pray, and that should be one of our prayers this week, that God, through his Spirit, convicts people and draws them. You say, oh, we don't like that idea of conviction. Oh, I do. Whenever you're convicted of your uh, lack of faith in God, your lack of commitment to him, your sin, uh, you can't be saved unless you know you are a, a sinner that needs to be saved. This week, we're going to pray and we're going to say, God, please do an amazing work in our church that is going to just blow us away. Oh, Lord, <laughs> Lord, we love you. We are starting today an adventure. Lord, we want to venture in to prayer. We want to venture in to your spirit. We want, Lord God, you to examine each and every one of our hearts and lives. Lord, if there is a wicked way in us, if our heart is deceitful, you can fix it. That's the other is the bad news. The good news is you can fix it. And Father, as we say yes to your direction and your guidance, we're going to do things that maybe we didn't think we could do. We're going to witness to somebody that we didn't think we could witness to. We're going to love somebody that we thought was unlovable. Father, do a marvelous work that only you can do and do it through each and every one of us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. I'd like for someone to come back to the keyboard. I'd like for the elders to come. That includes board members if we need you. I told y'all, as long as I'm here, praying for people. Amen. This morning is going to be ending just a little different, I, I think. We're going to have the brothers pray for you if you have a particular need. But I, I would love to see the church return a little bit to more altar time can I would that be okay if I threw that out there something there's something amazing about coming to an altar now you could say well I can, I can pray in my seat I can pray at home I can you know I can be touched by God anywhere and I know that you can there's no question about that but there's something wonderful about coming up and finding a place of prayer and just Lord here I am speak to me I want this to be a regular, as long as I'm here, of people desiring to come to a place of prayer around an altar. Amen? I think it's important. If you're here this morning and you have a need, it may be physical healing. It may be that you have a tough year that you're looking ahead at, and you need God to do a miracle in design by where you're going and what you're doing. 
If you're here today and you need God to answer some prayers of yours that hasn't been prayed for or answered for a while, I just want you to stand up and come, present yourself to the brothers. They're going to anoint you with all pray the prayer of faith. That's what the Bible says. And we will see him do something wonderful. Very, very quickly. Come on. This is prayer day. This is prayer day. Feel free whether you're first time or whatever. No, come on up, sister. It's all right. Anybody, you have a uh, you have a need. How I've always done it is if somebody's up here that you love and want to pray for, you feel drawn to, step out and come. You may not be an elder, you may be an elder, but you can come and pray with somebody. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to give a little time. Thank you, Father. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a big ask, okay? Can I ask one? I preached on prayer. I talked about the altar. We're going to dismiss. People's going to go home, and that's okay if you don't come to the altar. I mean, it's not the end of the world. But I would love anybody and everybody that feels drawn to pray around an altar to come and do that. If you physically cannot come, you can pray at your seat. I know there's people that have difficulty coming down and going back. But I would like to finish this morning in prayer around an altar where we say, God, we need you this year. We need your presence, your power. We need for you to do something that you haven't done for a long time. We're just going to wait on the Lord now. Feel free to pray as long as you like. Feel free to leave anytime you want to leave. For those of you that are there in the congregation, if you need to leave, you're, you're free to go. It's okay. God bless you. We love you. But if you'd like to just spend some time what a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Spend time for the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else need prayer from the brothers? Feel free to come and do that. Touch people this morning. God, move through this congregation.